0: Fundraiser for a young man with cerebral palsy came up short, but then it got a big boost from a celebrity. Find out who in just a moment.
1: The Daily Detour: Headlines and Entertainment on your schedule, featuring music by our house band Quickie, and now your host. Dan
0: Roberts. And if you want to know what I'm doing while that's playing, generally uh, dancing in my seat. Dancing in my seat because I like that song. Doesn't that put you in a good mood? That's the point. As is our first story, usually something that should uh, bring a smile to your face. Jake Stitt is like a hometown celebrity in Morristown, Tennessee because he just brings smiles to people's faces. Jake has cerebral palsy, and he often sits outside in his wheelchair with a sign that reads, honk if you're happy. And people do. Like I said, he's a local celebrity. 17 years old is Jake, and his parents have been taking care of him for a long time. A lot of lifting of Jake in his wheelchair into the family wagon, as it were, uh, to get him to where he needs to go. It's getting more difficult as Jake becomes more and more of an adult. In fact, his dad uh, is getting surgery for his hands. And so the town, who loves seeing Jake out there with his son, decided to do something nice for the Stitt family and purchase a brand new wheelchair-accessible van. And so they started a fundraiser to do just that. And they got thousands of dollars towards that goal. Unfortunately, the fundraiser still came up short. And that's when a celebrity who had heard about the story, heard about the town, Morristown, Tennessee, And what the neighbors were up to. And this celebrity decided to go ahead and purchase the van for the Stitz on behalf of the community. That celebrity, Justin Timberlake. And he got on a private Zoom call with the family uh, last Wednesday to share the good news. Spoke one-on-one to the dad and to Jake. And then a few hours later, the new van pulled up to their house. It was followed by a parade. And since Justin Timberlake purchased the van outright... The money that the community already raised will go directly to the Stitts for any additional needs that they might have. Pretty cool. And if you're wondering why Justin Timberlake, other than having a kind heart, would do such a thing, well, as I said, this took place in Tennessee. Justin Timberlake is from Memphis. So he was just doing what the rest of the town was doing, helping out a neighbor. All right, coming up in just a few minutes on the podcast, Bill Dwyer will share with us what his favorite, he's done a lot of TV, so what's the favorite thing he's ever done on television? So I guess you're getting a lot of entertainment news today, by the way, because that's basically entertainment news. Justin Timberlake inserted himself into that last story, and thank goodness he did. And now I've got some other showbiz headlines for you. I I guess the biggest headline is that Ellen Page is no longer Ellen Page. She made a big announcement today on social media. That she considers herself transgender and non-binary, and so she will now be known as Elliot Page. I'm sorry, he will now be known as Elliot Page. We got to know Page in Juno, of course, and uh, many other screen roles, big TV, you know, big screen and uh, small screen. Most recently, as Vanya Vanya Hargreaves in The Umbrella Academy, great show on Netflix, and this will not affect that. I don't know why it would. But I'm staring at an article in Variety that says this uh, announcement will not affect him from playing her. So that's good because it has been renewed for season three. I don't know why it would change anything other than if uh, if Elliot Page no longer felt like they could do the role. That would be the only thing. And here's a different kind of uh, surprise. Bob Dylan just released the ultra-rare 1970 George Harrison Sessions without warning. Long rumored, never unearthed, until now. Uh, Bob Dylan, the 50th anniversary collection, 1970. It's a very limited release. You could probably find it on eBay or or something, but it's going to cost you a lot. In fact, why don't I do that? I'll do the research for you. Maybe it's not that bad. But you got to figure fans have been chomping at the bit for this since 1970, right? And the reason that it came out now, and the reason there wasn't a lot of fanfare... Is They have different copyright laws in the UK, and I guess uh, if if the material, if the creation isn't officially released by the copyright holder within 50 years, then it goes to public domain. And so Dylan, uh, for the last decade or more, has been kind of quietly releasing these rare recordings so that he can control the copyright. He, re- he keeps control of the copyright all of which I find fascinating. I don't know why. This is just, this is the stuff that just uh, interests my brain as someone that creates, uh, not music like Bob Dylan, but just someone that creates things. Copyright law always been of interest to me. Yeah, here's one, uh, and I don't know if this is, the, uh, this might not be the official unofficial release. This might just be a out-and-out out bootleg, which is also the goal of controlling that copyright because if he didn't do it, and it becomes public domain, then everybody that has a way to distribute that, that finds it, copies it, has a way to distribute it, they're profiting from it and not the artist. So it's only eight songs. And this copy that I'm staring at on eBay is going for $75 plus $35 shipping. So you got to really be a fan if you want to spend that kind of dough on eight songs. And I don't know, maybe you don't care about Bob Dylan. Maybe you're more of a Selena Gomez fan. But at the very least, you learned something about copyright law today in the UK. You are not required to learn another single thing the rest of the day if you don't want to. Speaking of Selena Gomez, she's now uh, allegedly, apparently, reportedly, dating NBA star Jimmy Butler. They were spotted enjoying a romantic dinner. She's 28. He's 31. It's a nice uh, match, more or less. And the Miami Herald caught them out and about. Uh, He's a tall man. He's a basketball player. What do you think? And uh, I'm just going to say, what do I know about what girls want? But as far as uh, male specimens, uh, I, I just think, I feel like she's gotten over Justin Bieber. That's all I'm going to say. I think she's gotten over the weekend, too. This might be the one. This might be the one. What do you think? Felicity Huffman out of jail and back to work. You know, she had to go to do some jail time for that college admission scandal. And now she's already inked a deal for a new comedy on ABC. It will go to pilot. So it's not uh, a sure thing, but it's Felicity Huffman. She's a great actress, no matter what you think about that whole thing. Uh, she's still put in some good per- performances over the years. Uh, and in this show, she's apparently the unlikely owner of a minor league baseball team that she inherited after her husband's death. And in the show, she also has a baseball fanatic son who has Down syndrome, and it's based on the life of Susan Savage, who owns the AAA world champion Sacramento Rivercats. Have I dug too deep into that one? The real point is Felicity Huffman, not blacklisted. She's back to work. And one more story, one more story, and then we'll, we're on to Bill Dwyer. Also, uh, I'm on someone else's podcast today. Dees Casillas, a comedian, podcaster, hardworking at both, has multiple podcasts, travels all around the United States and even out of the States doing comedy. He invited me to be on his podcast, so I'll share a clip of that, kind of whet your appetite uh, after we talk to Bill Dwyer today. But I wanted to talk about David Chang, who made history on Sunday night's episode of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, becoming the first celebrity contestant to win the top prize in the game show's 20 years on the air. And he did it for charity. Probably all the celebrities play for charity. But again, he he's the first one that's ever won a million dollars. And that is going towards uh, a charity that, that he and a partner kind of uh, built that goes to help out uh, employees of the food and beverage industry who have been impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. So a worthy cause. And I just wanted to uh, make sure you knew about that. That's a great thing. All right. It is Bill Dwyer week on the Daily Detour podcast. Let's get going with that. What's the most fun you've had on a television? You've done a lot of TV. You've done I love the, uh, the the MTV stuff. I love the 90s. I love the 80s. All that. You've done BattleBots. You you've done acting appearances that, on Larry Sanders. And-
1: BattleBots was a fun run, like completely weird and different from anything I've ever done. But yeah. you know, a lot of fun, popular, and then seeing it live was always great because you could never you could never believe how big and strong these robots were. And fast, like I got to drive a couple of them, and they're so fast. I don't know how these guys did it.
0: They're pretty big too. I don't know if they've gotten bigger over the years, but they're they look like
1: yeah, looks like half
0: of they look like the important part of a lawnmower out there,
1: right? And some of them, well, I think up to uh, the super heavyweights were uh, you know two hundred and fifty plus pounds. So
0: yeah. And sparks are flying. Did 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 one ever like fly out of the arena?
1: Almost, yeah. I mean, one of them, uh, a couple of them hit the plexiglass, you know, and uh,
0: thank God for plex plexiglass.
1: Yeah, it'd be, I mean, yeah, it'd be a lot, it'd be a lot worse than a Gallagher concert, that's for sure. You're not getting hit with, you're not getting hit with watermelon specs.
0: <laughs> you you are the watermelon specs. <laughs> yeah, you would have been <laughs> at that point. Uh, <laughs> uh what about uh hot in Cleveland? You played Valerie Bertinelli's ex-husband on that. Yes. Um, so you were on like the first couple of episodes, but, but
1: I was the yeah. I was the linchpin, Dan. Yes. I was the reason for the show. She was on the plane, she saw me, and she saw that I was getting married to a much younger woman. And then when they emergency landed in Cleveland, she said, That's it, I'm I'm staying here. So I'm the reason, I'm the reason for that long run of show. <laughs> and you're welcome, uh, America. Yeah. You who was the younger welcome.
0: woman? Do you remember?
1: Uh, I can't remember her name. She was a you know nice young actress. I can't yeah. remember her name.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then Valerie Bertinelli or uh, who else was on that show? I mean, Valerie Be-
1: Bertinelli and Jane Leaves and Wendy <laughs> Malick and That's Betty right. White. Yeah. All all just swell. Just really nice. I um. I developed a huge crush on Wendy Malick, just so kind and so nice to me. And Betty White, I was telling you this, in the uh, pilot episode, which we filmed in front of a live audience, when Betty White came out, there must have been at least one minute of standing ovation for her as she came out, because nobody knew. Nobody knew this show, you know. Right. Knew oh, yeah.
0: They're show. just like, oh, we have a new show. You want to come yeah. in for free? Get out of the heat? Yeah.
1: brand, new, Yeah. Brand new show. And she comes out, and the applause and the love, it's just, and she just stood there. She's such a pro, yeah. you know. And she just stood there, and she waited until it died down. And then as soon as it started dying down, she did her line. Yeah. But, yeah, she stood there, and, and you know, people would not stop applauding. It was great. It was she, something to see.
0: Yeah, she's a national treasure. I, I think I said that last time, but, I I mean, that's... Yeah. Who yeah, else you she got, you know? There's a very very few people like that that's instantly recognizable and beloved, you know?
1: I actually did only... Uh, I only did two episodes of that show. They brought me back in the uh, second season, and that's when I got to meet... Um, Tim Conway and uh, I think Carl Reiner was on that episode, so that was that was pretty cool too. Those guys, I mean, how great was Tim Conway? I mean, I
0: loved Tim Conway. Just, I I did not follow him into his Dorf era, but I loved him <laughs> back in the day, and I still do. And I heard he was a cut up. Like I don't remember the whole story, but if you listen to uh, Carol Burnett's uh, audio book or read it, I suppose you could read Bill. Do you like to read? <laughs> I listen a lot. Uh, but he drove up to you know how you gotta show up to the lot and you go through the the guard and the yeah. arm goes up and he showed up there uh, dressed like a mummy one day.
1: <laughs> I mean, really? for no, I mean it wasn't like he had
0: to be a mummy in a sketch that day. He just he was just being weird. <laughs> oh,
1: that's tremendous! Oh, there I had to give myself a little more length with my with my corded oh, yeah, headphones. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah,
0: uh, Carl Reiner gave us all those great Steve Martin movies and the Dick Van Dyke show, which is, like, the all-time classic. Yeah, one of the greatest sitcoms of all time.
1: Isn't it funny that, like, a lot of great sitcoms are based on show business? I mean, different areas of show business, but Dick Van Dyke, Mary Tyler Moore show, Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. Showbiz. It is
0: interesting. So it's nothing new. It seemed like a new trend after Larry Sanders... Well, I suppose it became a trend again, but you're nice. right. It's kind of been there the whole Sanders.
1: time. Yeah. What a great show that was. Happy I- to be on that show. I was also on that show. When I auditioned for that show, they gave me the part, and they told me I got the part, and then I told a neighbor, and then I got a call like an hour later. They are like, ah, they they need to see you again. They want to take a look at a few more people, and I was like, oh, no, no. Why did I tell my neighbor? Oh yeah, yeah, going yeah. South people are going to think I'm a liar. <laughs> well,
0: but you luckily, lucked out. Yeah, you yeah. Out luckily,
1: I, I was the guy they wanted. So, but
0: man, that was terrifying. That was terrifying. I don't know if I. Uh, I've been through a few auditions for like some game projects, and I mean, I've gotten some stuff and not gotten others. But it's I can't imagine being down in L.A. and doing that. It, it just has to be. You have to distance yourself from it, right? It just seems like I'd be nauseous every day.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it keeps you slim. (laughs) It keeps you slim. Being nauseous every day, yes. Stress really burns the fat. That's for sure.
0: More with Bill tomorrow as Bill Dwyer Week continues on the Daily Detour podcast. He spells his name with one L, by the way, B-I-L. So we'll try to get to the bottom of that uh, in the next episode. And we'll get into some of the other fraudulent names out there. What's a fraudulent name? Well, it could be a name that's that's spelled weird, like B-I-L Bill or it could be one of those nicknames. It doesn't seem to make any sense. It seems to have no relation to the name that it's supposedly derived from. You'll you'll understand on the next episode. Now, this week, I'm also on someone else's podcast, the Social Hour podcast from Dees Casillas, and you can find that at socialhourpod.com. I imagine you can just look for the Social Hour on your favorite podcasting platform as well, your favorite app. But it's amazing the things that will come out of your mouth When someone simply asks you questions, I'm usually the one asking the questions. So even I am surprised (laughs) by the things that I will say when uh, I'm on the receiving end of those questions. Anyway, we get into all kinds of stuff, the radio industry, uh, the end of my tenure at my most recent radio job and uh, where I think the business uh, should go. I don't know if I know where it's going, but where I'd like to see it go. And, and then we get into a whole big discussion about uh, comic books, and I don't movies. I think as well. I'll have to listen myself anyway. Here's a short clip uh, from early in the show, just to kind of give you an idea.
1: Radio talent is so, unless you're like Howard Stern or some of these right. guys, radio talent is so transient. You know,
0: it is. It's very transient. And I listened to uh, Elvis Duran's. Uh, audiobook, his biography, you yeah. know, and he was talking about how it used to be transient. And I was like, dude, it's not transient for you because you're Elvis Duran yeah. in <laughs> at C-100 in New York. There, it's still plenty transient. For <laughs> right. Sure. You,
1: you just, you just do better yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's like Kevin Hart saying, yeah, man, when you, you know, comedy used to not pay that well. <laughs> It's like, yeah, uh, yeah it's, exactly. It still doesn't. I don't know. I'm
0: doing pretty good. I've got a, <laughs> yeah, turn, a basement is my closet now. Yeah. It's got a pool. I got a pool in my closet. <laughs> yeah.
1: Turns out when you're selling Madison,
0: selling out Madison Square Garden, you do yeah. a little better. It turns you yeah, know it's yeah. not a hundred dollars a show. Uh, <laughs> right. All right, that does it for today's Daily Detour podcast. I appreciate you listening. Uh, you don't owe me anything. But if you want to check out some cozy and fun apparel, uh, I've got some uh, Daily Detour and Christmas merch in my shop at TeePublic. And you can find the link for that stuff uh, pretty much anywhere on my Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, in the bio, and elsewhere. At Dan Roberts Voice, uh, all of those places. By the way, we're on episode 11. See you tomorrow.
1: You've been listening to The Daily Detour, a production of Basic Bits, LLC, hosted by Dan Roberts, music by Quickie, and I'm your announcer, Libet Wolf. New episodes drop Monday through Friday. Subscribe now so you never miss a moment. And we'll chat with you next time. Hi, hi, hi!